Well, what's up, church, and welcome to this week's edition of New Song Saturday. I'm so excited that you decided to join us here for another edition. Today we're going to tackle a song that we started singing last week that I love, and it's called More Like Jesus by Passion. Philippians 3, 1. Paul has just finished rambling about how, how much we should love Jesus, how much we should try to become like him. And he says this, he says, Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. That's 3, 1 through 4. Paul here is, is, is elaborating on a point about being like Jesus, sharing in His humility, right? And he, he calls out a certain group of new Christians, Christians who insist that like them, any new Christian had to become circumcised first. They had to become Jewish first. And in doing so, they would become a Christian, right? They had to follow the steps that they had followed, right? Because they used to be Jews and now they're Christians. They had to be circumcised. They had to follow the, all these crazy things of the law. Why do the new Christians not have to do this? Why do the Gentiles who turn Christian not have to do this? And so this is what Paul is getting at here. He's saying, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Okay, so this circumcision debate isn't really one that applies to most of us today. Um, but maybe there are other fleshly things that we often put our pride into, right? That we would also say, man, we are, we're kind of above right? We're kind of the cut above here because we do this or I do this. I do this extra spiritual thing every day or I grew up going to church, right? Or man, I've been in church my whole life or my dad took me to church. My grandpa took me to church and taught me everything I need to know. I know this Bible frontwards and backwards. I sin less than everyone else, right? I'm the holiest. I serve all the time at church. I listen to Christian radio all the time. Um, I read my Bible every day, right? All of these things that I would say, hey, listen, that's awesome. That's good for you. Maybe, though, we can tend to boast in those and put our confidence, like Paul is saying, in those. Paul goes on. This is what he says. Now, if someone else thinks that they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law, a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. 
Paul is saying, hey, all of these things that you have put your faith in to save you, all of these things that you've put your joy in, all of these things that you've decided I am better than other people, because even if you don't say all of those things, Paul is saying, I am more of those things. I have more of those things. I have more reason to boast in the physical actions of the flesh than you do. And this is what he says next. But wherever or gains to me, whatever these fleshly things that I have claimed unto myself and said, man, I'm good because of these things, or I am better because of these things, whatever those things were, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything of loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. He's saying Jesus has made everything else insignificant. All of these actions of mine, first off, those were inconsiderate for the sake of Christ, right? Compared to him, they were nothing. More so than that, everything else in my life is tiny compared to him. I consider them garbage, he says, that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. Right? He says, listen, I, I consider them garbage, all these things that I thought built to my righteousness, the fact that I listen to this type of music, the fact that I have been going to church for this so many years, never missed a Sunday, the fact that I volunteer so much, all of these things that I have built, and I, I say, which are good things, but all of these things that I put my faith in and say, man, I'm righteous because of these things, I consider them garbage compared to the fact that I know Christ who has given me my righteousness. And this is what Paul says here, and this is where I want to focus this week. This is verse 10. This is this is like life verse ready, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna highlight a verse, highlight this one right now. First Philippians 3:10. I want to know Christ. Think about that verse for a second. I want to know Christ, the person of Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection the power of his resurrections and to participate in his sufferings. Paul is saying this is what it means to know Christ. So what does it mean then when we sing Jesus, if more of you means less of me, then take everything. Jesus, if more of you means less of me, then take everything. What does that mean? That means that we are saying in that moment that, man, I love you, Jesus, so much that if things around me, if I'm putting my righteousness in things around me, if I'm putting my faith in things around me, if I'm putting my joy in things around me, if there's anything in me, Lord, even my pride, even my vanity, even my jealousy, if there are things in me, Lord, that are keeping me back from knowing you, 
then take it all. Take it all. It means that when you say, man, Jesus, if more of you means less of me than take everything, you're, you're echoing the words of Paul when he says, I want to know Christ. I want to share in the fellowship of his sufferings and become like him in his death. That's what it means. And to know the power of his resurrection thereafter, that's what it means. It means, man, I want, I want to do whatever it takes to know God. And that's a scary prayer. It's a scary song. I don't want to gloss over it. You should, you should have some sort of inner reservations about singing a song like that. You should. If not, man, you're just not thinking it all the way through, right? You should have some sort of reservations about praying a prayer like that. It's scary. It's, it's, it's scary for me, man, the ways that God has worked on my pride in the past. It's hard. It's hard to walk through. But, and this is a big but, right? Paul is saying here it's worth it. So then the question is, do we think it's worth it?